We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You get a lot of text messages. I know I got text messages from guys across the league as far as being in the AFC and playing with the Bills. And I was like, it's crazy because when I first got traded to Buffalo, besides the Mafia and the people who are fans of Buffalo, not too many people thought it was going to work out. A lot of people were like this, well, the Bills, da 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 Two years from now, now I can I can smile and say, God works in mysterious ways, and I'm I'm with my family, I'm with the right people, and I got, I got the right support system. Stephon Diggs, six more years with the Buffalo Bills. He signed a four-year extension this week, and, and I mean that was the big news in the NFL. He's going to be with the Bills for another six years. The connection between him and Allen is going to keep going. I don't think there was a genuine worry, at least for myself, there was not a genuine worry that Diggs would eventually be traded. I know we saw you know the likes of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill get traded this offseason. I just I just I didn't see it with Diggs. I didn't think it I didn't think it would happen. So I'm glad the extension got done because now I don't have to sit here. And you know, wake up in cold sweats because in my dreams, Stefan Diggs got traded. I didn't. I didn't really want that for myself. But welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary is off today. He's enjoying himself a nice vacation. Zach Jones, Brayton Wilson uh, with me, and Josh Schmidt on the board. And we're just hanging out. Really, we're just. Why didn't we out. take our show to Florida? See, and like and I, I ask that question every time. But like Sal did it with the extra point show with the owners meetings. I've never been more jealous in my life. Mm-hmm. I had to stay here in the yeah. studio, and I'm like, he's in this like gorgeous weather. He was doing the show outside. I would love to be sitting in shorts right now and just enjoying right. uh, the nice sunny weather of Florida while talking on sports radio. Fun. That's fun. I just like doing the show outside. And I mean, I mean, I'll so take nice. I'll take talking on sports radio any day. But, oh, absolutely. But, but I, it can always be better. Like that's how I see it. It can always be better. Yes. But yes. 100%. The big news, I mean, like Owen Power, I think we all kind of knew was going to be signed. So really the big news for the Bills was Stephon Diggs' extension. It came out of nowhere. It broke on the morning show, by the way, which was awesome. Because usually the morning show, like we get the news that broke the night before. Mm-hmm. That's typically what we get. And then you got to wait till like noon to one and then the news breaks. So that was a ton of fun for me to get the Stephon Diggs deal done in the morning. Uh, what is it? Is it ninety six million or is a hundred and four million? I think I, I kept seeing ninety six after the, the first report. The four years. Hold on here. Sal broke it down on the website like a couple days ago, just with the way that I got to look that up again. But it, yeah, right. Ulti- there's, ultimately, it's, there's it's a good some deal. confusion in yeah. terms it's, of that. According right. to Spot Track, his okay. contract terms is four years at ninety six million. Ninety six million. Okay. A uh, signing bonus of twenty one and a half million and an average salary of twenty four million. Okay. I like it. 
I have no problem with yeah. that. Yeah. So Sal wrote at his article at WGR550.com, uh, factoring the two years still remaining on his current contract, Adam Schefter reported Wednesday it makes it a six-year, $124.1 million contract that results in over $20 million per year for the next six years for Diggs, and he will be under contract until he's age 34. And, and you know what, though? And you know why I like this deal? Because a lot of people hear the age 34 and get scared. Because especially as a pro football player, really outside of the uh, the position of quarterback, age hits you like a freight train. It just it it happens and your career declines. Stephon Diggs is the sort of receiver that does not rely on his elite athleticism, uh, a la Tyreek Hill, with his incredible speed. He's a good route runner. I would not say that is like you know top five in the league. It's his speed that is terrifying. Stephon Diggs is a technician with his route running. That is where he is elite. That I mean, is what makes him special. He is arguably the best route runner in the entire I, NFL. I will still fight people on that. I think he is. The way that he just moves out there and the way that he's able to, to move his feet and to shuffle around and to to get guys to bite so hard on mm-hmm. the routes is just incredible. I still look back at, uh, just from this year, the New Orleans Saints game oh, on, yeah. on Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, my against God. against Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah. Yeah. Cooked him. Marshawn Lattimore, when he came he came out, I think, the same year as Tredavious White. He did. A number of people were clamoring that Marshawn Lattimore was a better corner than mm-hmm. Tredavious White. And I think a lot of people, especially here, argued they're just as good right now. Like, yeah. what what are you saying makes him that much better than Tredavious White? Exactly. And I think four years later, when we look back, I think people, a lot of people will say Tredavious White is way better than Marshawn Lattimore. And Marshawn Lattimore is still a talented corner say, in yeah, the NFL. He, you know, he's not a washed-up corner. But, he's good. But. And, and we all hope that Tredavious White can come back from his torn ACL injury at 100% and back to the player he was. There's no guarantee of that, obviously. But I think given the fact of what we've seen from Tredavious White year after year and comparing to what we've seen from Marshawn Lattimore year after year, I think there's a valid argument that people can make that you could say Tredavious White is Clearly, the better cornerback of that of those two, and arguably the best corner to come out of that 2017 draft class. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Now, speaking of cornerback and and wide receiver, I am just I'm not there on the sense of the Bills taking a cornerback high, at least in the first round. I'm not I'm not talking second or third round. I think that's actually where the sweet spot is for me in terms of corner. We have to remember in terms of Travis White in the 2017 draft class. Brandon Bean was not the general manager. Doug Whaley was, but in all reality, Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott was, was, running was, running that, that, yeah. was running that draft. I think there was a strong sense that Doug Whaley was was not going to be around for long. I believe he was fired that, that Monday. He was fired that Sunday. <laughs> that Sunday, yes. Sunday morning after the 2017 draft, at 7.30 in the morning, Doug Whaley yeah. was fired. So, ultimately... Uh, Doug Whaley did not make the Tredavious White pick. Sean no. McDermott did. And Sean yes. McDermott made that pick as essentially, because I, I truthfully believe this, Tredavious White is his quarterback of the defense. That is his team leader. That is the guy he goes to. That is the guy the defense revolves around. However, and this is why I don't think the Bills have since drafted a cornerback in the first round, even though they've had needs. The Sean McDermott system always relies far more on safeties and linebackers. Mm-hmm cornerback is kind of just a plug-and-play position, very much like the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles, who spent far more money on safety than at cornerback. They just kind of, not through whoever, but they knew. Malcolm Jenkins at safety, that's the guy. Right. And they're they're just loaded defensive line. That was 
the crew that got it done. But and, I'll yeah. But I'll make the argument that they definitely need a much better upgrade at yes. the second corner position. Dane Jackson is a fine fill-in guy. He's a he's a fine guy when when Tre'Davious White went out for the season. Levi Wallace took over that number mm-hmm. one spot, and for as shoddy as Levi Wallace was at times at corner, he was still good, but nothing close to Tredavious White. Dane Jackson, nice plug-and-place yeah. type of corner, a nice guy that you need him in a pinch to be a a, a guy that can really attack the uh, the wide receiver with the ball in the air and everything. That's, that, that, that's that. exactly what he does, and he's good at it. But I think there is definitely a need because the drop off between Tredavious White and both Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson was too quite big. drastic. It, it it's, was it's way too, too big. big. They need that nice little filler guy right in between Dane mm-hmm. Jackson and Tredavious White. They need that guy right in the middle there. And is that is that the twenty fifth pick this year? Is that a second rounder this year? I think that this year you're going to see one of those top two picks being a corner. That's just my personal opinion, at least. Is that, and I know you're on the the wide receiver train, and I am. And, and I agree. Like I think it should be wide receiver with one of those first two picks, and that the other first two picks should be corner. I think those yeah. are two very key pieces that this team needs in order to be a better competitive team. It just now all comes down to where they value that position at that time in the draft, and just you know, best player available and and how they value it. I I, I think that if if they feel that the wide receiver is a better value pick with number twenty five, fine. Then you go out and get your next best guy at twenty five at corner, or yep. vice versa. It, it's it's just going to be how it all kind of plays out. But I think. Those are the two positions right now that you desperately need to address because I think they did a good job addressing the offensive line this year. Roger Saffold's going to be one guard that fills in, mm-hmm. and then Ryan Bates is back in the picture for the longer term, which I really like. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of what Ryan Bates has done and how they've kind of developed him over the time that he's been in Buffalo. And the only other position that I'd be really concerned about is linebacker at this point because you've, I mean, you've still got Milano, you yep. got Tremaine Edmonds for one more year. Well, You've and got, I think that's the interesting thing right. is, is, is do they potentially – now because of the Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. extension, potentially Jordan Poyer, I think we'll get to safety in just a few minutes, mm-hmm. does linebacker now become the potential pick at 25? Peter Schrager, I believe, had us taking uh, Quay Walker out of uh, Georgia. I believe I'm getting his first name right. Let me look okay. that up. But it was a linebacker out of Georgia. Now I think we've all seen uh, Georgia's defense and just how – just aggressive and it, and it, it that, I mean that's an NFL defense mm-hmm. that is a ton of NFL prospects on that defense I know it just a few weeks ago we were talking about anyone on their D line as a potential grab for this team but I I you know I I'm not gonna throw you know a tantrum if the Bills go at cornerback I'm just not I think that is absolutely a need I just don't know if this team values putting in a high draft pick into cornerback in the first round I just I just don't know if I'm there yet because every year it does seem like it's running back and cornerback they need an upgrade they need an upgrade they need to do something there right but they kind of keep piecemealing it together and we do know Diggs' extension has freed up cap space Ryan Bates signed a deal and immediately got it restructured to save even more cap space are they going for somebody like Stephon Gilmore Joe Hayden still out there I believe Hayden was just golfing with Von Miller this week so I mean like there's a potential there I just I don't know if I'm there yet in terms of I think they're going to do it. And yes, it was Quay Walker at they, 25. They could go. They could go defensive front with their 25th pick, I, like I they've done throw, over the past. I will few throw years. hissy fit if it's a def, if it's a defensive lineman. I'm going to get mad. 
Let's not forget who was with uh, Stefan Diggs when he signed his contract. Right. I'm going to throw I, that out there I'm just all for in, fun. No, I, I, want, fun. I want Cowboys fans to get mad because uh, Trayvon Walker, or uh, I'm sorry, Trayvon Diggs was in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. To watch his brother sign a huge deal. Yeah. I, I want them to get mad. I haven't, and, gone, and, I haven't gone on Cowboys Twitter. I'm not going to say I have, but I hope they got mad. And yeah, you know what he said? Not. He said he's always wanted to play with his brother. I mean, yeah, and the Cowboys fans were all like, that, mean, that means Diggs is coming to Dallas. Diggs is coming to – nope. Stefan Diggs is coming – no, no, no. Nope. nope. That's it's Dunzo. It's Dunzo. It's out the door. here, Sorry. guys. That sucks. Happens. Yeah. No, I, and I mean, I'm fine either way with where the Bills go at 25. I just don't want to see them draft like an offensive lineman or something like that or running well, back. And that's, and that's why I'm glad they, they got – the bait steal done. Yes, I don't. I don't want to have the thought of, oh, maybe we, maybe we should. And I'm totally guard. fine. I'm totally fine with what, with what the Bills had to do to get Ryan Bates back. Mm-hmm. I know that the Bears offer sheeted him, and it was a four year deal or whatever. But Ryan Bates has has proven much more value to that offensive line with his versatility. Yeah. And all of a sudden, with him jumping in at guard for Ike Botker after he tore his Achilles in the in the Patriots game after Christmas, like what Bates was able to accomplish in those games after that game was was telling because I think it showed that the development that he's had in Buffalo's system in over the past few years has been working out for him. It's been proving its worth, and he's going to be able to work with Aaron Cromer, who's, who's highly respected mm-hmm. in the NFL. He's coming back to Buffalo to be the offensive line coach here, and I'm just looking forward to seeing if he can continue that play heading into this year because I think that in the time that he played at the end of the year and into the playoffs against the Patriots and the Chiefs, I thought Ryan Bates was not an issue. And and you know those sayings, Zach, where it's just like if you're not talking about a guy, it's it's the same with hockey with like defensemen. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're not talking about a guy, it's generally a good thing. It's probably because a good, it's, because good, it's a good unless, thing. Unless it's like a Victor Hedman or a Roman Yossi or even Rasmus Dahlin yeah. with the Sabres where they're offensively gifted and everything. If you're not talking about another defenseman, it's generally a good thing because they're not doing anything wrong. Exactly. It's the same with offensive linemen in the NFL. If you're not talking about them, that's generally a good thing because they're doing their job. Exactly. Um, now, I do want to move to safety. Real quick, I do want to move to safety. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. His name is being thrown around quite a lot. I've seen his name go as high as like in the top 10. And I'm glad you brought that up. And, and we're going to have Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports on at one, big draft expert. And, and I do want to ask him this because Kyle Hamilton has seemingly been a guy that, in the beginning of the draft process, and I'll count that as, as around January, he was considered maybe the best prospect in the class outside of guys like Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. He was considered, you know, yes, he's a safety, you don't take him that high, it's a lot like tight end, but he's that good. However, now that the combines have passed, the combine has passed, pro days have you know come and gone. His name is seemingly dropping back into the 15s, even 20s. How do you guys feel about the idea of the Bills trading up potentially for a guy like Kyle Hamilton? Because I, I just I, I'm not I don't know I don't know if I would do it yet. I'll be honest, I haven't necessarily paid too much attention to safety just because I haven't really thought of it being a a position of need for the Bills at this point. But certainly, I mean, obviously with the news of Jordan Poyer's new agent being Drew Rosenhaus and maybe there being some sort of unhappiness, I I, I don't know. That's, That's all just speculation at this point. But it's... But all of that forces you to bring up this conversation in terms of, okay... Where do the Bills go from here? Because Jordan Poyer's got one more year left on his deal. He's He was just a first-team All-Pro this year. And 
is is this going to be a situation where is he going to demand a new contract? Is he going to hold out in training camp or something like that? Is this going to be an ugly situation with the Bills and Jordan Poyer, which obviously you hope it never happens and never comes to that. But now you you almost have to start talking about it as as a potential. And if the Bills go out and, and trade up, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did trade up in this year's draft. I mean, 25 is a decent spot, but if they really like a guy and they want to go up and get that person, maybe if it is Kyle Hamilton or or whoever else, a linebacker, a, a wide receiver, a, a cornerback, I don't know who exactly they would be looking to trade up to go get. I mean, Jameson, Jameson Williams would be really nice for wide receiver, but I, I you know. We'll see. We'll see. But certainly the, the safety conversation has to start coming up now, unfortunately. I mean, it, 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 it does unfortunately have to come up. And, and it, that, was, that was the one thing. I mean, we had the Stefan Diggs deal, but that almost it, it did feel like immediately. Now we got to deal with potentially Jordan Poyer. And, and that's as much as I did bring up the idea that safety is much more important to Sean McDermott's uh, scheme as, a, as, you know, the defensive scheme. Poyer is 30, 31, and, and, and it, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to get younger at that position. I just, I don't know if I'm there yet. But to be fair, I don't know if I'm, I'm there to trade up at all. I'd actually be much more willing to have the conversation of trading back into the second round and maybe getting a receiver early on, like a Christian Watson. I know, as everyone knows at the station, he is my draft crush. I, I will run the card up. Personally, you, you have like seven draft crushes, I, and they're I all do. wide receivers. I do. Uh, look, I'm not going to defend it, but it is what it is. Okay, they're all really good. They're all really good. I if pretty much any wide receiver that's available at 25, I will get very very excited. Except Traylon Burks. I just I don't know. He doesn't separate. I can't get behind that. I just you know. But we'll see. We'll see. Now we do have someone on hold, right, Josh? We have someone on hold. Let's go to Buzz. Let's get connected to our fans, Buzz. You're on Sports Talk Saturday. Do you want to talk about Kyle Hamilton? Are you a Kyle Hamilton guy? Yeah, I absolutely do. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, so uh, Kyle Hamilton, I was watching some of his tapes the other day, and I, cause I don't watch a lot of Notre Dame football. I can't stand that team. But I, um, but he, I have a friend that went to Notre Dame back in the 80s. And by the way, I've been to a few games there. It's a, it's a great time. I can't stand the team, but it's a great time. So, um, so. I'm watching the tape, and, and my friend never misses a game, right? He watches every Notre Dame football game. So I'm like, you know, after I finish watching the tape, I'm going to text my friend who lives in Atlanta and, and uh, see what he knows about this kid. As I'm watching the, the highlights, which were amazing. By the way, Notre Dame played him at every defensive position except defensive tackle. I mean, I think he could play corner. I mean, he did play – he played boundary corner. He played field corner. He played flat corner. He played both safety positions, edge, middle linebacker. He played everywhere, everywhere. This guy's unbelievable. So, anyway, come to find out as I'm, I'm, as I'm watching the, the highlights, he's from Atlanta. And my friend has three teenage kids, and they all went to the same school. And they're friends. Like, did you see friends <laughs> – pardon me. He's, he's, a, he's a family friend. And, um, and so I texted my, I said, what do you know about Kyle Hamilton? He said, and his response was, Kyle's an amazing kid. Basically he checks every box with DNA, you know, uh, a hard worker. He, uh, he, but by the way, he played on both sides of the ball in high school, which is, is becoming rare because it's so hot down there that you can't, you can't play hundred snaps, you know, but he did. And, um, and he's also a tremendous basketball player as well. 
And he said he's just a great kid. Checks every box the Bills are looking for in DNA. Loves the game, hard worker, great in the classroom, you know, respectful, just really good kid. And I think the Bills might move up to seven and get him. And if they do, I think he could even play corner in the NFL, straight up. He's, he's an unbelievable talent. Buzz, thank you for the call. So, I mean, like, I, I guess – I, I, I don't think they're moving up that far. And, and that's what I wanted to say. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to move up to seven. That's aggressive. I mean, that's giving up next Very year's aggressive. first, probably a second or a third. I will say this, though. The comment that got me, and it's why I'm willing, I, 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 I do want to talk about Kyle Hamilton, it's the versatility. However, he's not a very fast player. So I, I, don't, I don't see him playing corner at the, NF, at the NFL level, specifically on the Bills especially, you now have to deal with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill in your division. That alone is we got to draft speed, and so that's where for me, if we're talking cornerback, I go Roger McCreary out of Auburn. That like that's the guy I'm looking at. If they really do draft a corner, that's the guy. People can develop to be quicker. You know that's yeah. the that's the whole thing with rookies. You're not gonna you're not gonna draft this guy and he's gonna be boom. That's what he's gonna be for the rest of. It's his very career. rare so, that you see a guy jump in as fast and be that yeah. perfect at the NFL level right Well, away. right, right. So that's why I'm saying, like, maybe if he's there, maybe we can take a shot at him. But it's it's the whole – that's the gamble of a draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. to, to your quickness comment is, like, he can get better. He can get faster. You know, he can he can improve his speed. Let's just let's just remember here, guys, and, and this is this is me going hot takey here. <laughs> um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have to have somebody legitimate that can throw the quarter throw the ball to them. I'm glad he brought that um, because yes, I get it. You know, Jalen Waddle had a ton of passes throw. He, he had what over a hundred receptions in his rookie season. Like, I actually I have like, this, it's 104 receptions and just barely but, over a thousand yards. Right. That's the thing. Just it's, like it's what bad. is his average yards per reception here? What's Ten. what's his average? Not Judging by those numbers, it's, it's about It's just 10. like <laughs> it's 9.8. It's still like I have zero faith in what Tua Tagovailoa yeah. could do with the Miami Dolphins. That is why I think that they are such a fraudulent team. I don't think Tua is a good quarterback. I don't think that he can do what it takes to to carry the Dolphins to be a winning team. Oh, but look what they did in that seven game win streak after they they had lost seven in a row. For, yeah, I was going to say for like the second year in a row. Do <laughs> what they do? What Tua? I just I have zero faith in terms of the Dolphins being a legitimate team. Yes, Tyreek Hill is a weapon, and they will be able to utilize him in in similar ways that he was utilized in Kansas City, but. I I mean, just come on. Can we really take the Dolphins this seriously despite everybody still wants to clamor for Tua? And even dating back to his Alabama days, I just saw nothing from Tua Tagovailoa that made me think, wow, this guy is a generation franchise quarterback. <laughs> take He's, for Tua? He is. You weren't, oh you weren't a part God. of that movement? Take, like I laughed at the Dolphins for for that campaign that they had. Take, I think Justin Herbert is a much better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa, and he went one pick behind Tua to the Chargers. I laugh every single time when that happened. It is my favorite it's, part of Dolphins it's, history. It's as bad as the Boston Bruins passing up Mar- Matt Barzell three straight times in the 2015 draft for three guys who have. Had, I mean, Jake DeBrusque has been all right for them, but still, it's just like those three guys you passed up on Matt Barzell, and those three guys had, 
are nowhere close to the caliber of player that Matt Barzell is with the New York Islanders. It's the same thing with Tua Tagovailoa. Granted, you know, the Dolphins didn't, you know, pass up on Justin Herbert three straight times, but you passed up on Justin Herbert for a guy like Tua, um, who I just I just have zero faith in. So that so yeah, there there's my little uh, <laughs> that's what does it for you. That, emphatic, there's the hot take. <laughs> uh, hot take for today. So clearly, Brayton is not a Tuanon follower. Which, by the way, like uh, you, we, you we, sent we're, me we're that gonna, video. I, it's oh the best goodness. video you've ever watched. Uh, I, I'm just. It's the best video you've ever watched. For people to still believe that he is, I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong with with Tua. Like, I mean, I'd like to see the Dolphins be competitive because to have that Bills Dolphins rivalry yeah, would be, nice. be a lot of fun. But I've said this to you. I've said this to a bunch of other people. There are three schools. In college football, I will never, ever believe any college quarterback that comes from there will ever have success in the NFL until I'm proven wrong. Ohio State, Penn State, and Alabama. Those three schools, if there's a quarterback that comes out of there, I'm not going to have faith in them no matter how <laughs> much people want to hype right them up. Right off your board. Right off your board. Done. I mean, the only the only one that might change that narrative is Arch Manning. But even then, it's just like, oh, if you go to Alabama. Uh, he's going uh, to Texas, boys. He's going to Texas. Hook'em Horns, he's going to Texas. Or apparently Virginia because he apparently visited the school. Uh, I mean, can he come to UB? I'd be all about that. That would be, that'd be hilarious Let's if go. he decide, just decided. I'm going to the University yeah. of Buffalo. I know I know. my grandpa played at Ole Miss. My my. <laughs> You know, my dad. You know, thought about Ole Miss. You know, all SEC schools. My you know, uncle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna my uncle UB, played at Tennessee. My <laughs> other uncle at Ole Miss. Nah, you know, I'm gonna go to the MAC. Love guys, it. love it. That'd be great. All right, we are up against the break. Coming up next, Sal Capaccio is gonna sh- join the show. Of course, we've been talking. You know, Bills news up to this point. Stephon Diggs, Ryan Bates, Taiwan Jones also signed an extension. We're gonna get his thoughts on all that stuff, along with the stadium deal. I believe the budget was passed this morning, so we'll get Sal's thoughts on that. And we're still taking your calls, 803-0550. You can also tweet at us, at WGR550. All that and a little bit more coming up here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
originally, you know, I had teams that I was looking at, and quite frankly, Buffalo wasn't an option for me. It just never really crossed my mind. I didn't think about it. And then, um, as the process went on, a lot of teams that I wanted to go to weren't really working out in my favor. So my agent was like, hey, Buffalo, look at this. He's like, they're interested. Like, let's look at it on paper. And then when we did it, I started to notice, like, these guys are so close the past two seasons. You know, a lot of teams have two tight ends that, you know, it just helps another guy get a break or whatnot. So uh, all that played a factor in there when I, when I kind of, you know, knew what was on the roster and obviously Josh Allen at the helm, it was a no-brainer. That was O.J. Howard, Bill's new tight end. He was brought in this offseason. I'm very excited about O.J. Howard, truthfully. I Like, I've always kind of been a big fan, but he always somewhat disappointed me. Like, it, it's one of those where... You love the physical tools of him coming out of Alabama. He just he hasn't been able to put it together, but I've got a ton of faith with him joining a, a Josh Allen-led offense. But also, he doesn't have the weight of being the number one tight end. I think it did help him a little bit in Tampa once Rob Gronkowski came in. He's going to have Dawson Knox. I, you know, Dawson, is, as much as I love Knox, he's not on the same level of Rob Gronkowski. So I think that I think that's really going to help him, but I'm, I'm very excited about O.J. Howard. He was on uh, Shilton the Bulldog the other day. That's where that clip was coming from. But on our West Her Hotline, Sal Capaccio is going to join the show. And, I mean, th- this is pretty big for me. Uh, me and Sal, we are connected. We are both Cleve Hill graduates. I, Sal, what are we, like, you know, five years apart? What, what is it, something like that, five, ten years apart? <laughs> I kind of wish, knowing how young you are. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think about 25 years apart, more like it, actually. About 25 years. <laughs> Sal's appearance on WGR is coming from you from New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the best place to buy a case. What is your outlet? Uh, mine is is draft season, truthfully, Sal. I got to tell you, I you know, growing up a Bills fan, I mean, you, you've made mention of how young I am. Um, I, you know, I'm 23, I'm turning 24. A lot of my life as a Bills fan, they just they weren't good. I mean, they just flat out, they were constantly looking for a quarterback. But now, I, like, I've almost had to put you know draft season kind of on the back burner for me, it used to start in November. Now it's I'm only learning prospects' names in February because I've got to focus on the Bills and the playoff runs. Yeah, and on top of that, it's you know you're not always looking at quarterbacks either. Now the, there's so much of a plethora of options because of how good the roster is and how many options they truly have, right? Which is you can really kind of make an argument to really draft almost anything, or make an argument to go against drafting anything. To be quite honest, whereas so many years, you know, you go through that drought. And you go through cycling quarterback after quarterback, and you know it's always every year looking at the quarterbacks, looking at the quarterbacks. And even when they would draft one in the first round, you'd be questioning it. And sure, not, they're not going to draft one right after they draft DJ Manuel, but you're always wondering, is he going to be the guy? You know, how do you do that? How do you help them? They, you know, go get Sammy Watkins. They trade for that. So I agree with you. Um, and you're about, you're picking at the bottom of the round, where for how many years was it really in the top ten, top fifteen at worst, almost every year? It was just you know you knew who the top 20 prospects were that were going to be there. Now it's like, well, where will this guy fall? Because could he be at 25 or is he going to be gone by 20? And it's really interesting. Well, you know, speaking of the conversation of pick 25, you know, for, for much of the offseason, it's been wide receiver, cornerback, wide receiver, cornerback. You know, you pick your poison. Everyone kind of had, you know, their own sort of flavor. I, I fell under the wide receiver category. I know Jeremy White, uh, morning show co-host, he falls under the wide receiver category as well. Um, but now it, it seemingly, you know, safety has entered the conversation. But I want to ask you, after the Diggs deal and we and players like Dawson Knox, Ed Oliver, and Tremaine Edmonds, has linebacker potentially entered that mindset? I mean, Peter Schrager, he just had his mock draft on Good Morning Football. He had the Bills taking a linebacker. Yeah, I think we have to think about it. And for a couple of reasons, um, I think, yeah, you're right. Tremaine Edmonds, obviously, you know, with one year left on his deal, you don't know where that's going to go. And as of right now, 
you know, with the with Dawson Knox, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Foyer, like so, somebody eventually is not going to get paid. Could it be Tremaine Edmonds? That's possible. We know he's been polarizing. Also, I mean, I think, you know, the way the Bills, because they did release A.J. Klein, you know, when they went to a three-linebacker set, that was an important player for them. Now, look, I really like Terrell Dodson. I think Terrell Dodson can start on a lot of teams in this league. He's basically the Bills' backup to both. Um, Mike Linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds and Will Linebacker and Matt Milano. I think they're pretty good there. I think Andre Smith can play there. Um, but when you're talking about a guy that can, you know, when you're talking about a position where the way the game is played today and you need these rangy guys who can do a lot of different things off the ball, if you can get your hands on them, it's never a bad idea to do something like that. I do want to point out, though, a lot of people, it's funny, you, see, you know, when you say linebacker, I think what you're talking about, too, is it's off the ball, you know, middle or weak side linebacker. It's not an edge rusher linebacker. Like, Von Miller is actually listed as a linebacker. He's really not. He's a defensive end. We're not talking about a 3-4 outside stand-up linebacker. The Bills play a 4-3, and really the Bills play a 4-2-5 because they only use two linebackers. So that's what you're talking about, a middle linebacker or a weak side linebacker who just really can go sideline to sideline. Well, and that's the thing. You're right. It would be a middle linebacker, but we've heard a few callers. Uh, we had one today as well that mentioned the idea of the Bills trading up to 7 to go get safety Kyle Hamilton. But yeah. I feel like if the Bills trade up, a player would likely be involved. I don't know. I just I don't see the Bills trading away their middle linebacker as much as fans. He's a, he's a very controversial player just in his playing ability. I, I don't know, Sal. Is there a potential the Bills trade Edmonds? I I just don't see it. Uh, I think there's a very small chance. Um, I, I think there's it's it's not impossible. I, we've seen things happen, and you go like, oh wow, I can't believe the Bills did that, or. Other teams, look at all these trades that came, kind of came out of the blue. Did anybody really think Tyreek Hill was getting traded even in 24 hours before we heard that, right, and how important he is to the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't think there's much of a chance for that. By the way, when I mentioned weak side linebacker, I'm not, I'm not even promoting the fact the Bills would draft like Matt Milano's replacement. I'm just saying that's the kind of linebacker we're talking about, a guy that's off the ball, not a guy who would be like an edge rusher type of player. But as far as Edmonds is concerned, if the Bills were to trade up that high, it might have to be a guy like that that's involved. And that might be what it's what it takes. And then if you're doing that, are you drafting his replacement? Because if you draft if you draft trading that high to get a guy like Kyle Hamilton, by the way, I love the kid. I think he could play. He's a safety. He can play corner. He can just he can be the chess piece. You can move around. Um, I don't know exactly what it would take to get there. It might take two moves. You know, the Bills a few years ago did that with two moves. They traded with Cincinnati and Cordy Glenn. They moved up again later on. They drafted Josh Allen. That's how they got him. Um, it might take two moves to do something like that. To answer your question straight up, Zach. I, I think there's a minimal chance that they would trade Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think it's a zero chance. You know, th this is a player they like. Brandon Bean drafted him. He's one of his, his first first round pick. Josh Allen seven, Tremaine Edmonds sixteen. They invested in him. I don't think they're in the habit or, or very eager to move on from their middle linebacker who is now here in this time period where they're trying to challenge with a team that they're trying to run it back with. Essentially, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline now. You know, we we had the Diggs extension. That was that was exciting news. That was big. I think a lot of us it was it kind of put worries to bed. I don't. To me, there wasn't any worries, but it was one of those. Okay, good. I I don't have to worry about that even in the near future. But Jordan Poyer now, I, I, do you think he's going about this potential extension talk the right way? I mean, uh, Drew Rosenhaus came out yesterday with a statement, some stuff from uh, Poyer's wife as well. I, do you think he's going about this the right way, or do you think? It could be handled a little bit better, I guess. Well, I, I think we have to separate the way Jordan's going about it or the way other people around him are going about it. Jordan Poyer isn't necessarily making any statements. Jordan Poyer hasn't 
come out and say anything. Now, his agent does. His agent represents him. That's Drew Rosenhaus, of course. And all Drew Rosenhaus said, and that's fine. I don't think Drew Rosenhaus said anything inflammatory at all, which is we've gone to the Buffalo Bills, and you know we'd like to talk about an extension for Jordan. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's what people do when you have one year left on your contract. It's his job, basically, to do that. And then you have his wife, Rachel. Obviously, she's, she's very famous. Um, she has a lot of followers on social media. She's very outspoken. And she speaks. Now, look. I'm not saying she speaks for Jordan, but I think it's clearly a window into what he's probably thinking. There's no doubt. But I think we have to separate at least, though, Zach, these people who are speaking out and saying things versus Jordan Poyer, who's actually done that. I think Jordan's actually being very careful about not doing that. He hasn't come out. He hasn't said anything. He's like maybe letting everybody else kind of say this for him and not having to get involved in all of that. So I don't know if it's necessarily going about it the right or wrong way. It kind of doesn't matter if, 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 if Drew Rosenhaus wants an extension and goes to the Bills, they're going to have discussions. Where that goes, then, that's the next uh, step. I will point out, Drew Rosenhaus has a very good relationship with the Buffalo Bills going back many, many years. Um, Terrell Owens was a client of his. Willis McGahee was a client of his. LaShawn McCoy was a client of his. There's been a lot of players who have Antonio Brown, the whole thing that went down a couple of years ago. You know, there's been a lot of players that, you know, there's been a, a good relationship. And I will tell you, it's always been a healthy relationship between Drew and Jim Overdorf and now Kevin Megank and Brandon Bean. So I don't think there's anything that I jump to that's animosity here between the two sides. But I do think it's notable that Jordan Fire changed agents to go to one of the power agents of the league and Drew Rosenhaus, and a day later he says, yeah, we went to the Bills about an extension. Yeah, I mean, like that was, I, that was sort of the part that I don't want to say scared me, but definitely when I saw Poyard switched agents, I'm like, oh, wonderful, that's great. But, you know, I do, – do, I'm not necessarily worried about this one yet either. I'm, I'm just not. I, you know, as, as much as there are some comments out from people uh, in his circle, I'm just I, I'm not there yet. But I do have to ask. Stephon Diggs gets his extension. Ryan Bates gets his deal reworked about 15 minutes after uh, he got his new deal. Should should Bills fans be expecting potentially another free agent signing? Maybe nothing big. Maybe a veteran cornerback before the draft. Expecting is an interesting word. I think always expect the unexpected with Brandon Bean. So maybe um, the Von Miller trade, right? That Stefan Diggs extension kind of came out of nowhere after it was kind of said, well, you know, he's got two years left in this deal, but then there was a lot of talk going on. Um, obviously, you know, after that, we knew from the owner's meetings, he said that, you know, they had some dialogue with his agent, things like that. I don't know about expect. I think, you know, first of all, they do need money to sign their draft picks. There's no doubt about that. They also always like to keep a few million dollars kind of handy, I guess, to, you know, throughout the season, injuries happen, things like that. Uh, but now that they have this money, now that they have it free, I wouldn't be surprised if some of it is used eventually to give Jordan Poyer some money uh, up front to, you know, rework his deal. I wouldn't be surprised if it is to, you know, make sure they uh, – to sign maybe a veteran corner who's still out there, someone like that. I think expect – I would not, wouldn't necessarily, but I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden if you and I are on the radio here in like literally a minute from now there's some sort of announcement that someone was extended or, or uh, signed or something like that. I, w- I will tell you, I was pretty nervous. I'm not nervous this morning, but uh, Jordan Poyer did tweet out a smiley face at like 8 in the morning, and I was like, oh, okay, we have our story for the day. But he was just tweeting about being excited to see Tiger uh, make the cut, which I am as well. Um, yeah. But final question for you before I let you go. You went to a Riverdance show last night? How was awesome, that? Awesome, man. It was amazing. You know, I went, when I was in Vegas years and years ago, I went like right when this stuff started. I can't remember if it was Riverdance or Lord of the Dance. I went to one of the other, and I can't remember which one, but it was amazing then. I, I'm into that stuff. I, I love music. I love dancing. 
I really, you know what I love, Zach? I love watching super talented people that I just get mesmerized and impressed with what they can do. And when that world meets music and dance and, um, and you know, stomp and things like that, I'm a drummer. You know, I was in, I was in the high school musical when I was at Cleve Hill. I was actually, I was uh, Conrad Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a drummer. Like I said, I've been on stage and do things like that. So things like that appeal to me. And I get impressed watching. I will tell you, it was phenomenal. They are incredible. Uh, there's, it's not just the dancing. It's a lot of tap dancing, which I think is awesome. Um, just the, the passion and the emotion they put into it. Max went with my wife and I. He's eight years old. He was into it. He loved it. You know, the crowd was into it. Really enjoyed it. So if anybody gets a chance, it's still playing this weekend. I know that over at Chase, you know, like oh, today and tomorrow or tonight and tomorrow or whatever. So, yeah, I, if you get a chance, go watch it. It's really cool. I'm going to have to. I mean, like that just sounds like a good time. But, Sal, thank you so much for coming on today. I know it was, it was a little last minute I asked you, so thank you so much. Uh, and, I mean, I, we're going to see a lot of each other now next week. I mean, you're coming on for the morning show, right? I am. I'll be there in the morning. How's your, uh, how's your first uh, hosting gig going here on a Saturday? I heard, uh, who's that in with you? Is that Josh or Brayton talking? Right? You guys, some of you guys sound alike sometimes. Right? Yeah, Josh is producing. He's over here. Uh, Brayton's in the building. He is now leaving. Oh, he's got his sunglasses on, too. Brayton's coming back in. He's got his sunglasses on. Was he on? Was he on with you? He was. Brayton? Yeah, he was on. Okay, that was his voice. I said, Max, Max even said to me, he said, is this Chopin the Bulldog? I said, no. He said, they all sound alike. I'm like, well, they don't sound like Chopin the Bulldog. But I re- I'm like Brayton and Nate and, and Josh and Zach. A lot of you guys sound alike to me, but it sounds good, man. I've been listening a little bit today as we've been driving around doing some uh, family errands. So, you know, keep crushing it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. Sal, man, I'll talk to you on Monday. All right. See you then. All right. That was Sal Capaccio. You know, I'm just... Oh, I, it, people are talking to me into Kyle Hamilton. They are. I like even Sal just mentioned it there. Just the idea, like it, like he's versatile, and and like that's what the Bills like. They like. I mean, we we see it with offensive line. Is men. Kyle Hamilton the next Isaiah Simmons? Right, I've got, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Yes, Isaiah Simmons was a huge talking point at the what 2019 draft. Yep. I think it was drafted by the Cardinals. Right, drafted by the Cardinals. A versatile guy can play safety, can play linebacker, mm-hmm. can play. Uh, you know. Just anywhere you ask him to on the yeah. field. And, you know, I don't think it necessarily has worked out as as much as I think that Cardinals fans had it expected not. it to. But certainly it's still an intriguing intriguing uh, prospect to be able to get a guy like that, especially for the Bills' defense. It's as complex as maybe as it may be, but certainly having a guy with that much versatility would be um, definitely a, a, a much-wanted, mm-hmm. eye-opening sort of prospect to be able to draft a guy like that it would be a lot of fun i just i I, it's my thing i just want to lead athletes on on the bills i I really do uh but speaking of prospects we're going to take a quick break but coming up at the top of the hour cbs sports is chris trapasso he's covering the draft he's big on draft prospects knowing all the names like 400 500 or it's it's more around 300 but i i feel at a certain point you just start you know everyone starts mixing together but he is going to join the show at one right at the top of the hour but we're going to take a quick break also in the one o'clock hour uh, I'm going to have my NFL top 10 post-free agency list. Uh, I went through it this morning. I, 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 I was flipping some tween, uh, some teams in and out. We're going to go over that uh, probably around 1.30. But right now we're going to take a quick break. This is Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. I like that music. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Can't go wrong, with Don Henley. No, you can't. You can't. I, in the morning, though, I, I got to play like a lot of like upbeat stuff, get people awake, get myself awake, because I don't drink coffee. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a coffee guy. I gotta just, lay off the bang, man. 
it's no. Not, it's not good for you. See, that I'm not going to do. Coffee's not, better. I'm not going to do Coffee's it. Coffee's organic. I, I am big on energy drinks, which is probably not good for me, but, you know, it is what it is. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Nate Geary is off today. This is Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt on the board. Uh, it's going to be a quick segment. We're going to come back, top of the hour. CBS Sports is Chris Trapasso. He's going to come on, talk a little bit of draft. I mean, this, Josh, truthfully, this is my favorite time of year. Yes, I was, you know, my birthday's at the end of April. I'm not a big birthday guy, truthfully. Like, after I turned, like, 15, I'm like, all right. We're, we're now just getting to age milestones. I don't really care. Give me a gift card, whatever. Um, but I love the draft. I love it. I, surprisingly, I love it more now that the bills are good. Like, right, I have to more, wait. It, it's like you're you're so focused on the season that it's, oh, wow, we have the draft to look forward and, to. And next. it comes at you like that. I mean, right. like, in a snap of a finger, you're like, oh, wow, the combine's here. And then pro days, and now all of a sudden we're you know it's it's the I think the first round starts the twenty eighth. Um, I think it's, it's, I think it's the 29th, actually. No, 20, no, it is the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth, yeah. So I mean, like it it comes out of nowhere, which I mean it makes it makes the off season fly by. It also helps though that the off season has just been a roller coaster of a ride. I mean, like, look, I I knew there was going to be some moves, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, whatever it turned out to be. Um, did not expect any of this. Right, but, I mean, it's like every like three days, boom. There another, was something. Another, there was something. Like, it, it just keeps going up. Like there's yeah. no, there's been no like drop off. It's just going. It up just and keeps up going. To be fair, I, I was not expecting the Bills to sign Von Miller. I I didn't even put him into the category. Everyone here knows I was a big Daniel Hunter go trade for him at the edge rusher position. <laughs> I'm no, I'm much happier with Von Miller. Yeah, no, I honestly I didn't even know what yeah. Von Miller was gonna do. Like I. I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody did, but it's like he's getting up there in age, and you no. kind of wonder if he was even going to come back. But but he clearly did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's still productive. You know, nine and a half sacks last year. He's a finisher. It's exa- literally it's exactly what the Bills needed on the defensive line. He's going to help out everybody. Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa. veteran presence too. Veteran that's, presence, that's another underrated thing yep. that he brings. It's going to be huge. I can't wait. I need the season to get here. But I, I draft weekend can take its time. I, I like that. You know, marinating. You know. The top, ten, the first ten picks takes about seven hours to go through, which is obnoxious. Because seriously, guys, y'all bad. Y'all know who you're taking. Let's 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 speed this up. Let's let's get a move on here. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick break here. Coming up at the top of the hour, CBS Sports' Chris Trapasso joins the show here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.